1: Give them another hand. That was so beautiful. Okay, good morning. Good morning to our visitors and our online viewers. We welcome you and we hope that you enjoy the service. I'm Lois Jones, I'm the platform assistant today and I'll be sharing the announcements and upcoming events. If you're a first-time visitor, the usher will have a welcome packet for you as you leave the sanctuary. Please join us after service today in the social hall and enjoy fun and uplifting conversation with one another and also enjoy some tasty refreshments by Mary and Jody and the hospitality team. Where's Mary? (laughs) Okay. We send her prayers. Afterward The Veterans Peer Support Group will host the Making of White Stone Vision Boards from 11.30 a.m. to 12.30 p.m. in Room 2. That's today, facilitated by Reverend Kelly. Let's visualize our hopes and dreams for 2024 through our vision boards. Everyone is welcome. The Women's Group Meeting is canceled this month and will resume on the second Sunday of next month. No broads? <coughs> you mean board what? oh okay <laughs> He told me there was no slide for this announcement. <laughs> I said, that's fine so is <laughs> <laughs> next sunday, <laughs> next Sunday, February eleventh I. <laughs> Next Sunday, February 11th at 11.30 a.m. to 1.15 p.m., we will celebrate and honor our volunteers. I'm so excited about that. Reverend Kelly is too. (laughs) We're going to honor our volunteers with a volunteer recognition and appreciation luncheon and another fun day at UFH and the theater. For those attending the play, see Lois Jones after service to receive your tickets. There are also a few extra tickets available for purchase today. Tickets are $20. So we're so sad that the Lions didn't win. But for you diehard football fans who are going to watch the Super Bowl, the, the play will be over by 4 p.m. So you won't miss, you won't miss the, the football game. Please renew your annual membership ASAP so you can vote in the annual meeting. We can update our church records, and Reverend Kelly can submit an accurate membership to Unity Worldwide Ministries for 2024. To renew or become a member, new member, just go to unityfh.com, click on About Us, complete the membership form, and click Submit. You're in. Our annual meeting is in two weeks on Sunday, February 18th at 11.30 a.m. So please join us to vote on the annual budget and our new board, member no- board nominees and to learn about the overall status of our church. You must renew your membership or become a new member to vote in the annual meeting. Eileen Lindbergh is our prayer chaplain today and will be available to pray with you Uh, after service, near the patio doors. As usual, all others are asked to exit immediately after service to allow a quiet space for prayer. To stay abreast of our activities and upcoming events, please visit unityfh.com, check out our Facebook page, or read through the newsletter that's emailed every Friday. And now, as the music team sings, Surely the Presence, let us prepare for our spiritual communion, thank you.
2: Yeah.
3: Good morning, everyone. Good morning. Now it's time for the, we're going to do our spiritual communion today. Um, yesterday would have been Matthew's birthday. He would have been 57. It also was Riley's birthday and my sister's birthday, too. Um, I just wanted to acknowledge their, their birthdays. Um, and uh, I do miss Matthew still. I do miss Matthew, so just wanted to acknowledge him as well. And these are some beautiful flowers. Michael's doing this this year uh, in um, remembrance of Roxanne because she loves, and I say loves, not loved, loves fresh flowers. And they always come up with the most beautiful bouquets. So thank you for that, Michael. Appreciate that. I'm in a a deep space today, and I thank you all for that song, Waymaker. That really moves me. It's been on my mind for the last couple months now. So So we're going to go into our spiritual communion. In unity, the 12 months represent the 12 faculties, which represent the 12 disciples. And so faith is usually for January, which Peter represents faith. And for February, Peter's brother, Andrew, is um, representative of strength. So we today, as we do our spiritual communion, we're gonna activate our strength faculty. Strength is our ability to endure, to stay the course, and to persevere. And you need strength when you activate your faith, and when you walk in faith, because that's what keeps you going, keeps you in that sense of the presence of God is there, you trust it. Um, The color that we usually attribute to Uh, strength is green and it's the location in the body that's our power center for strength is the lower back and it's interesting because not only were Andrew and Peter physiological brothers but there's a muscle called the sacrospinelius muscle and there's nine sections to it one of the nerves one of them comes up the back up the spine and in the back of the neck and connects to the head, which is where your faith center is. So they're connected as well. So as we go in, I want you guys to feel energy in your back, your lower back, being strengthened as we do the spiritual communion. Amen? Amen. In the Revealing Word, Charles Fillmore, who is the co-founder of Unity and the author of the Revealing Word, Charles Fillmore says, "...to establish our acceptance of the Christ." We celebrate Holy Communion within our mind and heart as we go within to establish our acceptance and union with the Christ. So today as we do that, we're going to activate a deeper realization of the understanding of our Christ self, but we're also, like I said, going to activate a deeper awareness of our strength center as well. So let us begin. I'm going to say my part, and then you guys will say your part. Um, It'll be up on the screen. And this is real sacred. So there's gonna be times that we're gonna stop for a minute, we're gonna breathe it in. And that song that was sang before when we opened up was powerful because God's presence is here, God is the way maker, the miracle worker, and the promise keeper. The Lord's Supper has a place in the church of Christ. Our church observes it in spirit. It is in spirit, it is the spirit that gives life and understanding. Symbols are useful to the extent that they serve to point us to the re- realities from which they stand. When understanding and realization of tr- and truth, I mean of truth, are attained, the symbols may no longer be necessary. In unity, we let go of the symbols and we go into the realization from a spiritual perspective. Of what is the Lord's Supper a symbol? Together, bread represents the body of Christ the substance of spirit. Wine represents the blood of Christ, the life of spirit. How are we transformed by the body, uh, by the spiritual meaning of the blood of Jesus? By accepting the life of Christ as our own. The blood of Christ Jesus is his life. He came to bring I came that they they may have life and have it abundantly. Yes. How did Jesus say that we should worship God? God God is spirit, Spirit, and they that worship him must worship in spirit spirit and in truth. The Lord's Lord's Supper Supper is a form of spiritual worship and must must be spiritually understood. understood. So in order to drink spiritually of the blood and eat spiritually of the body of Jesus Christ, we must take in the idea of blood, which is life. Take in the idea of what it means. It means life. And the idea of body, which is substance. That's the essence, the spiritual substance of which all things are created. We're taking those in and accepting that we're one with them. And we're going to take them into the silence and clothe these ideas with realizations of life and substance. How may we spiritually discern the Lord's body? How do we spiritually eat his body and drink his blood? We spiritually discern the Lord's body by recognizing that it is substance and that it is within us. We spiritually eat of the body of Christ, substance and drink his blood life by affirming the omnipresence of substance and life. We claim union with the substance and life. This is the true sacrament. So the true sacrament is claiming union with it. Just gently close your eyes. Take a deep breath. Feel your heart opening up to prepare for this sacrament. And now I'll do my part. How are... How may we prepare ourselves spiritually for communion with our Lord? We may prepare ourselves spiritually by affirming deeply with realization my heart, got it up there? My heart is right with God. My mind is lifted and quickened by the Holy Spirit. Breathe that in. Your heart is right with God. Your mind is lifted and quickened by the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is our holy interpreter, our holy strength, and the holy activity within you. Breathe it in deeply. And even if you don't feel anything, just imagine that God is working, because just like that song says, even when you don't see it, God's working. Even though you may not feel it, God's working. Okay. And he took bread, and gave thanks, and broke it, and gave unto them, saying, This is my body, which is given for you. Now the bread is broken to indicate that we can appropriate it in different degrees. No one can assimilate the wholeness of substance, and so we take it in according to our spiritual understanding and our spiritual maturity, okay? So now we'll affirm this silently. I mean, not softly, together, I now spiritually partake of spiritual substance as I go within my heart and mind to meditate on these words of Christ. Take it in, just breathe quietly. Close your eyes and breathe it in. Meditate on the bread that was broken for you, meaning that you are appropriating, taking in the idea of who you are, in the eyes of God according to your own spiritual understanding and your own spiritual maturity and just allow yourself to go deeper into that knowing that you are one with God all that is breathe it in, take a deep breath okay, gently open your eyes and we'll finish this part Together, I now realize that the Christ body is being formed in my consciousness. I am radiant, living substance. Say that again. I am radiant, living substance. One more time. I am radiant, living substance. Okay, every cell of my body is alive and aright with the glory of God. Now close your eyes and imagine the area in the back of your spine, that lower, lower area in your, in your spine, being activated and spiritualized by the Christ within. And I want you to just silently affirm after me. I'll say it first and silently affirm this. My strength is spiritualized by the Christ within. Silently affirm that. My strength is spiritualized by the Christ within. Feel activity in your lower back and coming up your back to connect to the back of your head, activating the two, your faith and your strength. Perfect. Okay, I'm gonna finish and then we'll do our last part. And he took a cup and when he had given thanks, he gave to them and they all drank of it. And he said unto them, this is my blood of the covenant which is poured out for many. Spiritually, the blood of the covenant represents the promise of new life through the appropriation or the accepting and the receiving um, of the principle of Christ, that you have the spirit of Christ within you. Breathing it in activates the life in you, activates your daily activities, and brings you into a deeper expression of God's light and life. Let's Let's softly affirm our last part I now spiritually drink of the life of Christ as I meditate on spirit, the truth of God's work within my heart and mind. My spirit now quickens my ability to endure, stay the course, and persevere. I feel the creative power of life more abundantly. I am the Christ, one with the living God. Say this last part three times. I am that I am. I am that I am. I am that I am. And now let's close this out together. We consecrate ourselves through recognizing our purpose to bear witness to the truth only, to speak the truth, to hear the truth, and to see truth to the best of our understanding and ability. In this way only, can we do the healing work of the Christ dwelling within us. Thank you, God. Amen.
0: You know, it's interesting. We're remembering some of those who have made their transition. This song is by Corey Asberg. It's called The Father's House. My father's birthday, he made his transition 34 years ago, but he was very instrumental in my life. And... He um, was someone who would have had his—I don't know—ninety-third birthday on the thirty-first. So, uh, so I've been thinking about him, and it was interesting that this song was light up, and really is a song and something that he instilled in me, and I I think we all need to take to heart is that um, you know we're here for the time that we're here, uh, and we need to you know enjoy that time. We need to make it the best that we can, and know that the Father or the Father that's here. Uh, is someone who's going to help you on that journey. So, anyway, it's a very powerful uh, song, and uh, we're going to do it now.
2: Sometimes on this journey, get lost in my mistakes what looks to me like weakness is a canvas for your strength my story isn't over my story's just begun you won't define me cause that's what my father does yeah feel you won't define me cause that's what my father does Ooh. Check your shame at the door It ain't welcome anymore Ooh, you're in the Father's house Arrival's not the end game The journey's where you are never wanted perfect, just wanted my heart, and the story isn't over, if the story isn't good, a failure's never final, when the father's in the room, a failure's never final, when the father's in the room, ooh, on No,
3: your shame at the door. I love it. I love it. Let's give them another hand. <clears throat> that is a, 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 a wonderful song. I love, song. <laughs> I love that song. I love that song. I love that song. We have been studying the book of Revelation, and we have um, come out of the, the letters to the seven churches. We've started in the scenes in the seven scenes in heaven is what the title is, the section that we're studying now. And the title of my talk today, <clears throat> let me find it. Is thank you, A Vision of Overcoming in the Soul. He has it up there. <laughs> I was wanting to get my papers together. This is the first Sunday of Black History Month and I'm kind of moved, y'all just going to have to bear with me because I'm kind of shifted and moved about um, how life still is lifing in a way that may not be so comfortable for those of us who are black and brown. My daughter works in retail and she's excellent at it, she's an excellent salesperson. The other day, someone came in who didn't want her to help them because how she looked. Said that she was rude to the manager, but the manager was right there watching as Ashley greeted her when she came in. And the thing I love is that because I have been strong in teaching love to my children, that no matter how you're treated, you don't have to take it personally. She didn't take it personally this time. She just knew that there was an area in that person's heart that still needed to be touched by love and touched by the presence of love inside of themselves. Because we can love as much as we want, but until you get it inside, until you're shifted inside, until you get the awareness inside, until you get the feeling of that expression inside, it's it's not going to work. It's not going to matter. So this revelation works perfectly because back in the times of the early Christians, they were going through standing by what they were taught by Jesus. They were going through standing by the Christ within and standing by what they, what, what they knew in their heart was the true God, not the pagan gods that they were being pressured to, to um, worship or the pagan traditions that they were being pressured to uh, live by. Not even worshipping Emperor Domitian who they were, um, they were being snatched out of their homes. They were being snatched and tortured and killed and even the leaders of the churches were being killed because they were pressured, being pressured to worship even the emperor at the time. That is not a comfortable space to live in. It is not. And not only that those who were Jewish people who did not like the Jewish, who, who are, Jewish people who decided to convert into Christianity, they were even pressuring and going against them and trying to set them up. So these, these Christians, these early Christians, were being pressed from all areas. They weren't allowed to um, sell or buy in the marketplace, and that's where you made your money. They weren't allowed to be a part of trade. They weren't allowed to be a part of work, all of that. It's hard to be in that space. <laughs> But we still have that going on in this world now, too. We still have people who are not coming from a space in their heart where they can see past the skin color or see past social, um, I don't know the word I'm looking for, De- uh, different classes, thank you, classes, or who live from greed so much that they start a war to take over a land. Like, this stuff is still here, y'all. This is still here. And so we're still in this space of what the early Christians were going through in Revelation when John wrote that that vision that he saw that he got from Jesus in Revelation. And so as I read through and break this down, God's going to help me connect it To make it real for us and plain for us for today. So last week we went into um, Revelation chapter 4 and we were looking at these images that John had experienced as he went deeper into spirit and started moving into what is called the heaven, the kingdom of heaven. And the kingdom of heaven is what we experience when we go into the spiritual presence of the kingdom of God. That elevated sense of consciousness, when you're in a higher state of of consciousness, you're in that space, and there's a whole lot that goes on, connected to and appropriate to your understanding, your level of spiritual understanding, and your level of maturity. Now, John, we saw, saw these images. He saw the throne, and on the throne was light coming from it, and there was light that was so bright, it was like these crystals. And also coming from it was fire, uh, lightning. He saw, there was thunder there. Oh, Angela and me. Is it? Hi. Hey. Oh, squirrel. <laughs> oh, it's so good to see them back. Uh, oh, my heart is so happy. I was thinking about you too. You know what? You blew my surprise. Oh, so you can still answer the phone if you want me to. I was going to have us call you. Charmaine, for the Veterans Peer Support Group, we were going to call you during the uh, vision boarding so that we could say hi to you. And now you're here. We don't have to call you. So, oh, wow. Okay, so let me get back. I miss y'all when y'all not here, you know? <clears throat> um, so the, these, there were these images there. And the throne, he saw, he saw the light coming from the throne, but he didn't actually see who was sitting on the throne. And then there were these images of the 24 thrones that were around that. Uh, that big throne, and then there was the images of the creatures, the four creatures, and they were celebrating, and it was representing when we move to a higher state of consciousness and in that higher state of consciousness, we release our authority over ourselves, we, we release what we think is our self sufficiency and we step into the we move into honoring and blessing the true authority over our life, which is God, and this is powerful because the one that gave you life. And the one that gave you power and the one that has its presence living and moving and breathing inside of you as you live and move and have your being. in it allows you to take, to take the lead and take control through your free will on how much of the Christ, how much of the God presence you get to demonstrate. So God doesn't force anything on us. God gives us choice to go into the flow, which is why Jesus said, not my will, but thy will be done. And we get that opportunity over and over and over again. We saw that when John turned his head in Revelation 4, there was an open door to heaven, which means that we have an open invitation. Right now, you and I both, or all of us, have an open invitation to go into this presence of God, to just go within, and you can be in the craziest, busiest situation and still stop and take a breath And go inside and feel the presence of God. And say, not my will, but thy will be done. And bow down. They took their, the the 24 elders took off their crowns and bowed before the throne. Meaning that they were bowing down their authority before the authority of God. Not my will, but thy will be done. Now this is in a higher state of consciousness. As we move into overcoming in the soul. You have to do it in spirit. That is why John is in the presence of the, uh, heaven first. He's in the presence of spirit, and he's in the experience of God. He's sitting in the presence of God. You cannot transform your own mind. You can't. But you can give God permission to transform your mind. And so let's read this because that's what's going on in here is moving into... We went into this higher state of consciousness of the soul. Now is overcoming in the soul. And can you imagine how this world would be if we moved into a deep sense of love, shifted all that rickamoroe or all that in our head, stepped into and stayed in the presence of heaven, and then walked in this world expressing heaven on earth? Can you imagine how this world would be? I mean, for real, for real. This is entitled The Lamb Opens the Scroll, and it's from Revelation chapter five. I'm gonna read, um, just I'm gonna break it up in segments. And this is just a continuation of when they bowed down and they were praising God. <clears throat> then I saw a scroll and in the right hand of the one I saw a scroll in the right hand of the one who was sitting on the throne. There was writing on the inside and the outside of the scroll, and it was sealed with seven seals. And I saw a strong angel who shouted with a loud voice, Who is worthy to break the seals on this scroll and open it? Now, in some versions, it says a book, not a scroll, but it it, is supposed to be that traditionally they had a scroll. But no one in heaven or on earth was or under the earth was able to open the scroll and read it. Verse 4. Then it began, then I began to weep bitterly, because no one was found worthy to open the scroll and read it. Now, back in then and in apocalyptic literature, what, what, I, would say, what I said about the apocalyptic the, uh, theory or what back then what they were thinking, uh, the Jewish people and the Christians were thinking that there was this uh, evil power against this good power. And the more the evil power was overcoming, the more they celebrated because they knew that eventually it would get so worse that the good power of God would take over and overcome Satan, quote-unquote, and then it would be a new heaven and a new earth. So as John is looking at this vision and he sees this scroll in, this, uh, in the hand of the one sitting there, it is not really known what that scroll represents but there's been some guesses or thoughts that it could have been inside of that scroll if it had been open and read how they could endure on a deeper level as they were going through the persecuting, the, the persecutions and the trials and tribulations as Christians. When we look at it with the seven seals and we look at the scroll spiritually, the scroll spiritually represents you, the totality of your consciousness, that which you've been through already, that which you are in doing, going through now, and that which you will go through. The seven seals that are on the scroll, and those were, um, they used to take this wax, and they would seal the sealed letters or scrolls, and they take most of the time, the whoever had it, it represented a sense of authority for the house that you lived in, or if you were the king, or if you... Um, or if you were the king's first-hand man or something like that, they had this ring, they put wax on, on something to seal it, and then they take the ring and, sque- and press it into it, and that would seal it. Now, this has seven seals on it. Seven represents completion. The seals represent the seven different facets of consciousness or seven different aspects of our major aspects of our consciousness that we need to break and transmute in order to step into the fullness of who we are. Do you get that? So, that? so we looked at the seven churches, which was still the same thing, but that's in the, the um, human realm. Now you go into the spiritual realm of heaven, and in the spiritual realm of heaven, you still got to get your thinking and your feeling aligned. That's what makes up the soul, the thinking and feeling. And once you get that aligned, then you can move into a greater expression of the Christ within. Does that make sense? So this is what he's talking about here with these seals. That's what the seals represent. And it says a strong angel had a voice that said, who is worthy to break the seal? No one was there worthy. And he's crying because he's thinking that this vision is going to give him an answer, give him some, some peace, some salvation, some feeling of, of encouragement and comfort. But he's not getting it because this scroll is closed and no one's able to read it so that he can get the word from God. Does that make sense? You ever had a moment when you were in a space where you needed to hear something from God, where you were going through something and you just needed to get a touch, an understanding, just feel the presence of God? You ever had those moments and you're sitting there waiting? Isn't that an uncomfortable feeling? I've had times where I tried calling my best friend, tried calling my daddy, tried Howard was at work, tried calling him. Nobody answered, and I needed somebody to talk to in that moment. that is how he's feeling sitting there crying. And I was crying. I've told you guys about the time I was having this deep night terror. And I was like, I don't know who I'm feeling, God. I don't know where this is coming from. My daddy didn't answer the phone. Howard didn't answer the phone. My good friend didn't answer the phone. And I was just sitting there in that turmoil, wondering, what? Tell me where it's coming from. What is this? It's a scary feeling. And I've had these night terrors since I was five years old. Now I'm 55. They come and go. And all of a sudden, as I sat in the fear, I said, okay, I know this means you want me to hear you. Tell me, that, show me you're here. And I was crying. And all of a sudden, in my mind, I heard, don't you worry about a thing. Don't you worry about a thing. And all of a sudden, I felt, I I, I asked Alexa to play it. And as Alexa was playing it, the message uplifted me. And I can't even tell you what it was that was in the words, but I can tell you that I heard God's voice singing through Stevie Wonder's uh, voice. I heard Stevie Wonder, but it touched me deeply. It was exactly what I needed to hear. And it encircled my thinking and my heart, my feelings so deeply that I was at peace. I played it over and over again until I just drifted off to sleep. I brushed my teeth playing it. I wrapped my hair playing it. I went into, and just went to bed and put it real low and just kept listening to it. Don't you worry about it. It was God talking to me. And John right now wants God to talk to him through this scroll. No one can open it. So he's in this space of anguish himself. And so we're going to go to the next verse. The next verse says, but one of the 24 elders said to me, stop weeping. Look, the lion of the tribe of Judah, the heir of, uh, to David's throne, was, has won the victory. He is worthy to open the scroll and its seven seals. Now this is referring to um, when I was remembering back in Genesis, in Genesis, when Jacob is talking to right before he passes away, he's talking to his 12 sons, and he tells his son Judah that you will be praised and you will be the lion, and all of your your brothers will praise you. That is the that is where that line of David started, is with Jacob's son Judah. And so that's why this says here the tribe of Judah, and then it says the heir of David's throne. Now, you know, in, in the Old Testament, it keeps talking about the Messiah is going to come from David's, David's uh, lineage. And also in Matthew, it says it right there in Matthew, which is a perfect segue from the Old Testament into the New Testament, where it's talking about the Messiah and then moving into the lineage to link the two that it starts with um, the David's line, and then from David's line came Jesus. David represents love. It's not, that is just a, a, that is lineage in the Jewish tradition. But the truth is we are all from the king, the tribe of David. We're all from the throne of David. David means love. Love is God. You are all images and individual expressions of God. So right inside of you is the presence of God waiting to burst out so deeply beyond what you could ever imagine. So this isn't just talking about Jesus or the Messiah coming from the throne. There's a Messiah in you. There's a Messiah in you waiting to be crucified away and resurrected into a higher expression where you completely let go of your attachment to this physical world and you step into the presence of this spiritual world. And even during, you know... If we had people living in the presence of God all the time, there would be no need for Black History Month, Women's Month or Indigenous People Day or uh, Hispanic Month or all of these different. It wouldn't be any need for it, because we'd automatically just live together in a consciousness of glory. that that rainbow represents a coalition of all people that we treat each other with that power inside. But you got to get there. So when we do our critical conversations, my thing is, I'm not asking white people to identify and and empathize with me. You you, you won't ever know how I feel. You, You can't. Any more than I can know what it would be like to have privilege like you do. However, what I'm asking, what I want, is an openness to understand that it is so, and that it is true that those of us who are in this church c- circle with you all, in this family with you all, do experience it, have experienced it, and that you be open to be just be open to see how you can help by being an ally, and then move forward. Like my my daughter's ma- uh, manager told the lady, Ashley did, uh, um, she did not, she was not rude to you. And if you can't have her help you, then none of us will be able to help you because we all work together as a team. Now, that moves from what I heard Michael say one day, from moving from an ally to an accomplice, to literally stepping into, the, into stepping into being bold enough to speak up. Now, she didn't tell me what happened afterwards because we, we, we had to finish what we were doing, but her manager stepped up. And so what, on our side, I say let's, for us to stand in a state of black and brown people, stand in a state of peace and love, knowing that the presence of God is in everyone's heart, even those who don't see us as one. I don't even, you know, when you see someone as equal, you still see a separate. And you're still measuring it out. But if you just see oneness, you see the glory of God in Everyone. I see you and me and me and you. That whatever I do to you, I'm doing it to me. And whatever I do to me, I'm doing to you. That as I sit in a space of love, I'm not just sitting in a space of love for my communion for God, for me alone. I'm sitting in it knowing that I'm radiating it and it's touching everybody's heart. I pray that as I send out a hug, send out a light for everybody to be touched, that somehow every day, somebody gets, that everybody gets touched in a way they absolutely need it. As a hug from God. And that I receive it back as a reminder of what I've done so I can keep remembering to keep doing it. But I had to shift my consciousness, my thinking and my feeling, break those seals on escrow, go inside of my consciousness, and I'm still doing it. I promise you, I'm still doing it. It's an everyday rest of your life thing to go through your consciousness and align your heart and your mind in the presence of God and be that presence all the time, no matter what even when those who are closest to you may say or do something that hurts. The reason it hurts is because we have an expectation that because you're close to me, you're not going to say or be a certain way. But when you put an expectation on someone, like I said last week, it came to me, hitting me straight in the eyes, that every time I put an expectation on you, I create a um, fertile ground for disappointment. Because nobody can be everything to everybody. Even unintentionally, you can't be everything to everybody. But I tell you what, the Christ within can be everything. So it says, then I saw a lamb that looked at as if it had been slaughtered, but it was now standing between the throne and the four living beings. Remember those living beings, the lion, the ox, the human, and the eagle, the flying eagle. And among the 24 elders. He had seven horns and seven eyes, which represented the sevenfold spirit of God that is sent out into every part of the earth. He stepped forward and took the scroll from the right hand of the one sitting at the throne. Now, God's presence is always in you and the only way to get to that presence, that throne is to go inside and tune into it. But when you go inside and tune into it, the other thing you have to do is you have to let go of the human thing, the human understanding, the human thing that you think you already know. Whatever you've already learned at this moment about yourself, you got to let it go because you do not know the totality about yourself. You just don't. You did not create you, but the one that created you sits on that throne in your consciousness that you can tune into when you bring your mind down into your heart and when you bring your mind down into your heart you can ask what is mine to do what is mine to learn what is mine to be and every time you do those seals break on that um scroll of your consciousness and you wake up and be it now it shows here that the lamb was as if he was slaughtered but it came from the lion that is crazy because the lion is there to protect and be strong in that space but the lamb is where your greatest power is. When you're willing to love, when you are even willing to be like A Course in Miracles says, when in your defenselessness lies your defense, when you're not ready to leap and defend yourself, but you're ready to love, that's when you step into that lamb. That's the Christ in you. It's the most perfect part of you. That's the most loving part of you. That's the most supportive part of you that is always there in you. You can tune into it anytime. You can be in this very moment, opening yourself up when we did spiritual communion to step into a stronger understanding of what it is that's being shared with you right now. Think about what you want to strengthen in your life right now. Think about what is the greatest obstacle blocking you from doing it. Like take something that's challenging that you cannot do on your own. That you would like to do. And realize that it is the, the softest, most loving part of you, the most po- that is the most powerful part of you, that is the only part of you that you can do it through. And that's the Christ in you. It's the Lamb. The slaughtering means that you let go, kill off your attachment to putting everything in front of God, your attachment to the physical world, your attachment even to your flesh. Let it go. And let God step in. And trust. Surrender it all over to the spirit in you. And this is a beautiful part. When you surrender it all over to the spirit in you, the spirit in you will take care of all of you. The spirit of you will take care of your life. The spirit of you will take care of your relationship. The spirit in you will take care of your body. The spirit in you will take care of your finances. The spirit in you will take care of what is yours to do and your purpose. And you do your part. And let God do the rest. Now your mind is free to be a greater expression of your highest and greatest good. Does that make sense? Whenever we're sitting around worrying about how to do it, you're blocking yourself and creating another seal on your consciousness of expressing God. When you let it go, you step into the fullness of who you are in God. You have to do this. We have to do this together. If we want to change the world, we have to change ourselves first. The only way to change yourself is to give yourself over into God's hands. Let God be the authority over your consciousness and teach you how to master your consciousness through what it is God teaches you about you. Whenever you want to go get your car fixed, do you, if you don't know how to do it, do you try to tinker on it yourself or do you take it to the masters, the mechanics who know how to do it? And do some of you take it to the dealership that actually created it because you know they actually know what they're doing? Well, the one that created you, the manufacturer of you, is right there waiting for you to come get a tune-up. Come get a spiritual tune-up in your soul by aligning your mind and your heart. And the moment you do, what will happen is the Christ will take over and crucify all those parts that are blocking you from being who you are, open you up fully to be a sacrifice, meaning that you let go of worrying about it and let God take over in it. And when you do that, there's so much liberation in it. Every part of you starts to celebrate. It says that and I'm not going to be able to finish the whole thing, but I'm just letting God work. It says that um, when he uh, took the throne, the four living beings and the 24 elders fell down before the lamb. Each one had a harp in their hands and bowls, gold bowls filled with incense, and, um, are the, which were the prayers of the God's people. Now, remember, we said that the elders represent God's people, those who accept the consciousness of God. And we also said that the four creatures represent the fullness of all creation, represents all of creation. So that's all of creation within you. It's your physicality, your human body. It's your thinking, your intellectual body, which is the the physical part is the lion. The thinking part is the domesticated animal, which is the ox. The human part is you that feels the oneness of God but it's your subconscious part too. And then the ego, the flying ego, is your spiritual intuitive self. It's time to open up to that more. It's time to be the presence of God more. It's time to step more deeply into that. And then it goes on to say, I would, I would suggest you read it. It goes on to say that the thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of angels were singing, which means that all of God's spiritual presence, all of the oneness of God is elevated to praise and worship in that lamb. But all of us need to do that for ourselves. This is big we can't step into a thought that we want to release discrimination we want to release racism we want to release um, inequality we want to release all of these things um, and try to do it only in our human we can't it was the human that created it and shackled us in it we have to truly step into praise and and worship and release and surrender to the God within. Singing and celebrating and getting lifted by the music is is so amazing, it really is. But if you can get lifted by the music in you without the outer singing and outer, that will bring you into that liberation. That will break those seals. And what will happen is your spirit will automatically want to celebrate every part of you will automatically want to praise. Every aspect of you will automatically want to express oneness and love. And every time you look into someone's eyes, all you will see is the presence of God. You'll see an angelic force coming at you. You'll see the most powerful expression of God through the eyes. And you'll have an opportunity to send love to that person. When we had our mask on, Back when we had to, I still smiled at people so they could get the smile through my eyes. And I'm asking you to celebrate with me all that Jesus has done for us as an example. Releasing all that no longer serves you. Sacrifice it. Let it go. Surrender it to God. The music team, you want to go on up? You can go on up and then we're going to. I want them to get in place because I want to go ahead and I want us to pray real quick. And I want you all to know that every single situation that you are going through, that you are in right now, has a legion of angels right there to support you. Remember I said the thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of angels that were celebrating? Well, that's everybody's angels who's celebrating the presence of God within. Well, those are angelic messages from God. To me, Jesus is the greatest angel ever created and ever to come down and give us a message. And that message is to love, 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 no matter what. I don't think that he died for our sins. I don't don't believe that. And in unity, we don't believe it that way. unity, we believe that it was a shift in consciousness to show up as a way show or what how to be, because you still have choice. Someone cannot die for your sins, and then you and, and you you still have choice. You still have to cho- choose to be the expression of God. And sins just represent missing the mark. That's all it means. I missed them. It's an archery word that means you let it go the arrow and it missed the mark. That means line up again and be the presence of God. During this month. I'm asking us to be big. I'm asking us to go in and ask, I'm asking these, the angels, all the angelic energies around us, and Jesus is the greatest one. To search anywhere inside of us where we have something blocking us from being a total expression of love. To honor the shoulders of who we, the people, our ancestors, whose shoulders we stand on right now. To acknowledge the truth about how everything was created in the United States, but we don't gotta stand there. We don't have to stay there. To move together forward, to move forward together in expressing what truly is the idea of unity. And that's oneness. To go inside every morning. And now we got an extra because this is leap year. Every morning this month, and see what it is you can do to honor why we are celebrating Black History Month. Like, let's just be real. There's a reason we're celebrating it, and let's just go inside and honor the reason we're celebrating it. Honor yourself and honor someone else who looks different than you. Be that presence of love that we in this church have ascribed ourselves to be, I hope that's the right word, by our principles, I mean our values. We said that we are diverse, we said that we are welcoming, we said that we are loving, we said that we are spirit-filled, and that we are empowering. Do you guys believe that? Yes. Do you feel it? Yes. Do you know this is your truth? And when people come in here, do you do your best to be these values for them? Yes. Well, I want us to do it when we leave this door too. When we walk outside in the church, not you walk out and you just. Blah, 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 blah. There's a lot of people. I used to do it too. To tell you the truth. Let's continue this whole month. This is only the beginning y'all, because if you get it going this month and it becomes a habit, It'll be the rest of the week, the rest of the months, and then it'll be the rest of your life. I ha, I, I, I'm not giving. This, this is my charge is to walk in those two greatest gifts, those two greatest commandments, and be that expression and in, in teach it. And the challenge us all to step into it even higher. So let's close our eyes. Put your hand over your heart. Feel the energy of God around you, inside you, and through you. Loving you so deeply. Radiating love deeply in you. And I want you to affirm, I am the presence of God. Together, I am the presence of God. I am the feeling of love. Together, I am the feeling of love. I radiated outside into the world. Together, I radiated outside into the world. It is my promise. To be that expression of love love. throughout the month of February. February. To create it as a habit in my life. To create it as a lifestyle. lifestyle. And for the rest of my life, life. do my best to be love, love, love. love, love. Thank Thank you for your help, God. Thank you for your example, Jesus. I will, do my best to that I will do my best to follow that example. It is done. It is done. It is done. So it is. We let it be. Let it be. Amen. Amen. Thank you.
0: All that from one verse in Revelation. I don't know how she does it. Uh, we want to bring the energy back up and keep it going. Uh, please welcome Tony, who is here again, uh, subbing for Nicholas. He's a fabulous musician. We are blessed to have him, and thank you very much.
2: One, two, three, four. Ooh, 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 ooh. Sing wherever I go, all my life, all. I- My soul, mountain high, valley low. I'm going to sing wherever I go. All my life, all I know, God's been good, good to my soul, mountain high, valley low. So mountain high, valley low. I'm going to sing
3: wherever I go. Woo! I love that song, but I don't know if y'all want me singing wherever I go. (laughs) I don't have their voices. (laughs) I'm going to sing in my head wherever I go. (laughs) Let's gently close our eyes and bring to mind what you feel led to give. For a love offering for today, take a deep breath, <sighs> breathe into it, and if you feel like shaking your body to wake yourself up, shake your body to wake yourself up, let's get, come back to life, y'all. Um, and Let's go ahead and affirm our love offering blessing together. Divine love through me blesses and multiplies all that I have, all that I, all that I give, and all that I receive. That's why I need to read, because every time I look away... I get distracted. <laughs> All right. I'm going to do the offertory celebration and y'all say the last part, I'm going to say the first part. Thank you God for these gifts of love. And you know what? You are gifts of love. So I'm grateful for y'all of y'all. Thank you for y'all. I'm coming from hearts of love to bless this ministry of love. Repeat this after me. Thank you God. Thank you God. For your ever increasing. For your ever increasing. Unceasing,
2: unceasing.
3: Flow of absolute good. Flow of into our, lives now. Into our lives now. Let's stand up so we can do our peace, uh, prayer for protection, and our peace song. Ah <laughs> oh, man! And I do want to celebrate the birthdays, and uh, I know we're gonna do it again at the end of the month. But I just like, I, I, I just love me some Riley. <laughs> And you said your father's birthday was at the end of this month?
0: He was at the end of Jan- yeah, January January, 3rd.
3: January's birthday. So all these, Carl's, <laughs> Carl's birthday was last Sunday. Sunday. Oh, yeah, last Sunday. last yeah. Sunday, that's right, yeah. celebrating yeah. some birthdays. And we had a couple of, Joyce's birthday was in January, too. We had some birthdays coming. Well, I'm just excited about the birthdays in January and in February. And anniversaries, too. We got some anniversaries. So um, Wasn't there an anniversary this week or something? Donna and Dennis, oh, yep, nice. 32 Very years. Good. 32 years. I like to acknowledge those things. My husband's always bugging me. Go ahead and acknowledge them. I just I, and I so I'm grateful to have that in my um, life to remind me to acknowledge you all and your accomplishments. It's a big deal to be married for 32 years. Yeah. You know.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> 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 But uh, Peter and Mary are saying they're just beginners. (laughs) They're just beginners. (laughs) Oh, man. And and Elliot, I want to acknowledge him, too, because his birthday is this month as well. Mm. Elliot's birthday is in February as well. And he was married for 50 years when his wife passed away. Mm. Yeah. So let's go ahead and affirm our uh, peace, uh, our prayer for protection, rather, and then we'll go into our peace song. Together, the The light light of of God God surrounds us, us. the love of God God enfolds us. us. The power of God protects us. The presence of God watches over us. Wherever we are, God is and all is well.